Think again, my friend. Episode 10. Pastry. Contains explicit content. What are you listening to for the next half hour? Think again, my friend. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. It's Thinking Again, My Friend, the uh, quiz show podcast that is not that irritating, mostly. <laughs> I'm your host, Mike Sugarbaker. Uh, will the panelists uh, introduce themselves, starting to my left? I am Tom Henderson, and uh, this morning I'm Flaky. Mm. Uh, I'm Brian Bingold, and this morning I'm not so flaky. You can be tender. Ah, I've been tenderized. <laughs> okay. Buttery. <laughs> Uh, perhaps that's too much information. Um, <laughs> I am I am Kristen McCurdy, and uh, I have completed vomiting tasks for the day. <laughs> and I'm Drew Kozidan, and I'm a little hazel nutty. Mm. More more TMI. <laughs> um, so we we have some delicious pastries here uh, from Alder Pastry and Sweets here in Portland, um, and and Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea Bank Company is the other one. Yeah. So I wanted to say that to demonstrate how good I would be at like giving airtime to sponsors, but apparently I'm not very good at it. <laughs> Which is um, why you have no sponsors. Well, among many reasons. <laughs> yeah. Your brand is important to me. Uh, what is... Um, should we talk about the definition of pastry? No, fuck that. <laughs> what is transparent custard? And in what part of America is it popular? Uh, transparent custard is a kind of shark gelatin, and it's popular in uh, all, all, all up and down the eastern seaboard. You okay. spread it on um, delicious um, uh, fruit. You spread it on fruit, yes. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a kind of a shark pudding you spread on fruit. And I've, I've tasted it many times, and I'd, I'd recommend it. All right. You can go ahead. All right. Uh, Transparent Custard was actually a committee put together by the U.S. government to look into the Little Bighorn affair. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is mostly popular down in the southern regions of the United States. Okay. Um, the committee is still convening to this day. <laughs> um, they have yet to provide any results. Ah. Um, I don't. I don't have a family-friendly answer to that question, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna pass because <laughs> this is a family-friendly fucking podcast. <laughs> you see, it's it's a very common misconception that transparent custard is made of sharks, but it's it's actually a blended jellyfish, and you just pour it over your steak in some New Orleans areas. <laughs> So basically, nobody's trying. <laughs> oh, everybody's trying, Mike. <laughs> uh, tra transparent custard is a corn syrup-based sweet pie similar to pecan pie and chess pie. Um, chess, without without pecan. People know people don't know chess pie. Chess pie. It's called that because it's has the shapes like a chessboard. Oh, that's about all I know. Okay, that's more than I know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and it is popular in the in the southern region of the United States. So, Brian, give yourself half a point. Woo. <laughs> All right, All right. Uh, Tom, you want to ask a question? I I do have a question. It's an etymological question. The English word pastry 
uh, derives from the same Greek root that uh, the Italian pasta and the French word pâté all derive from, uh, referring to small particles and fine textures. So my question is, uh, which of these is not uh, a couple of words that this Greek word referred to? Is it A, powder and salt? B, sand and grit? C, embroidered veils? And D, barley porridge? appealing choices there. There, yes. are, there, <laughs> there are. I, all of those things are appealing in, in, in their way. You like some salmon grit. <laughs> <laughs> with my barley porridge. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to go with embroidered bales. I'm going to go with the... Uh, I forgot what it was, but it was D. <laughs> barley porridge. Yes. I have to say embroidered bales as well. I'm afraid that it's sand and grit because... Mm-hmm. The same word referred to powder, salt, and embroidery for reasons that I could not determine. <laughs> well, that's good enough for us. <laughs> that point's just completely unknowable. <laughs> um, who's got a question? Or, or we can go to one of our I, listener questions. We got questions by mail. I, oh. I have one that was actually submitted to me personally by listener Matt Robbins. Uh, of Portland, Oregon. Lovely. Who will be receiving a tote bag. Yes. Um, and, think again, uh, my friend, tote bag, handmade by the cast out of a tote bag that was made by other people for something else. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> may or may not say new seasons. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, so he asks, eating a croissant is an insult to what nationality? all of them there's just no good way to eat a croissant yeah probably the french because they're just let down by all of our croissants you would say that i wouldn't (laughs) that might also is that our computer that that is our hint (laughs) it sounds as if the turkish are maybe not happy with you if you eat a croissant apparently maybe at one point (laughs) they must have gone over it yeah I, I'm going to take your word for that, not to tokenize you, but you are here to represent the Turkish people. <laughs> In its entirety. <laughs> yeah, it says the croissant was developed because the flag of the Turkish Empire had a large crescent on it. Uh, after years of war with the Turks, French pastry chefs in a bout of nationalism wanted to develop a way for people to eat the Turkish flag. <laughs> This they is how croissants were <laughs> Did they not have cake, cake technology at this point? Listener Megan Manley of Portland um, sends a question. In the manga Antique Bakery, the genius head pastry chef has been dismissed from several previous positions because A, his drinking problem and cocky nature have led to fistfights with owners in front of clients. B, he is a gay of demonic charm, and the straight male staff always end up obsessed and fighting over him. C, he is so shy. I thought that would get more response. <laughs> C, he is so shy and socially awkward, he can't work there if there is any chance of someone seeing him. Or D, a wave of creepy paranormal events and mysterious fires follow him wherever he goes. I'm going to go with he is a gay of demonic charm just because I wanted to say that phrase. All right. <laughs> 
I'm going to go with Gay of Demonic Charm because I didn't listen to the other ones. <laughs> just, I, was just, I was just watching that anime in my head, and it's great. <laughs> I was already writing the fan fiction. <laughs> so it's unanimous, and yes, of course, the answer is B. He is a Gay of Demonic Charm. Uh, bonus question, what is the former occupation of his apprentice? Is it A, firefighter, B, construction worker, C, boxer, or D, mechanic? It has to be a boxer. Why do you say that? I, I don't know. I just feel this is what this manga needs at this point. All right. <laughs> just sell it to the Japanese people. I think you need the boxer angle. All right. Ooh, yeah. I'm going with firefighter. Okay. I'm going to go with firefighter for the calendars. Mm. I'm going with construction worker because it's sexy. The answer is, in fact, boxer. <laughs> All right, then. All right. He was forced to leave the sport he loved or risk going blind. Can you hand me a croissant over here? So if you were looking for the homoerotic angle to come back in, there it was. I wouldn't... Although, actually not. No. Um, let's ask another question. Ah, <laughs> uh, Dirk. Yes, you have a question for us. Certainly. Is it on a piece of paper? No. I, I just like moving pieces of paper around my okay. microphone a lot. It makes me feel important. In 1838, this event occurred in Mexico City that started the pastry war between France and Mexico. Was Fucking it France. <laughs> well, yes, France. What a bunch of fuckers. Uh, pastry fuckers. <laughs> And the Green true filling. design of uh, the croissant comes out. <laughs> a. The eclair, <laughs> we don't want to know about that cream filling. All my family friendly resolve has officially crumbled. Friendly, like family some... friendly fucking podcast. Yes. <laughs> Uh, A, the Mexicans made croissants that King Louis Philippe had found offensive. Found offensive. Uh, C, during a diplomatic event, a Mexican threw a creme eclair at the French dignitary. B, a French pastry chef's shop was ransacked. Or D, Ronald Reagan confiscated all pastry in Mexico, and Mexico went to war with France to obtain new pastry technology. Hmm. Reagan is old. <laughs> pastry is a vegetable um it occurs to me ronald reagan is kind of a french sounding name <laughs> no so is that your answer then? no no i don't think it is um yeah actually i'll go with that i'm gonna go with the uh, claire throwing uh fiasco yeah, I want a I want a war that starts with a pastry and then it just goes from there. Because then it's then it's basically a food fight that just got way out of control. <laughs> the answer is that a pastry shop was ransacked. Unfortunately, food fight was not the way the war started. I'm I'm pretty saddened by that as well. Now this this was a French pastry shop in Mexico. Yes, and the and the reason it was ransacked was the the there was a larger dispute to the war. It wasn't just hey you don't fuck with our pastry chef. No, it was it was the I mean it was the beginning of disagreements and during it there were some riots and the riots caused uh, a French pastry chef's store to be ransacked 
And then he went and uh, complained to King Louis Philippe, and uh, that started the war, basically. All right. Uh, I have another. Um, <laughs> which of the following is not a style of Belgian waffle? Liege waffles, Brussels waffles, or Ghent waffles? I'm going with Ghent waffles, because that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Ghent is a town in, in Belgium. Oh. <laughs> sense has been made. <laughs> I thought Ghent was somewhere else. <laughs> I'll go with Brussels waffles. Okay. For no particular reason. <laughs> Again, I'm imagining what a Brussels waffle looks like, and I only know the sprout, and it's a I've seen Brussels, and it doesn't look like it would be tasty on a waffle. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to go with Brussels. <laughs> I'm going with the none of the above. Okay. It's um, a trick. <laughs> uh, there, there is no Ghent-style waffle, uh, but the Brussels-style waffle was invented in Ghent. Uh, what? <laughs> Bullshit. It just didn't get called the Ghent Waffle. Brussels just like annexed it. I don't know what happened. I, was there a pastry war involved? I, so, I would did, say the pastry war did, is ongoing. Did Brussels annex it? Or was it one of those things where it was like um, they were making fun of Brussels? You know, like, oh, this is, this is how like, they like their waffles in Brussels. <laughs> they like them really custardy. Like... <laughs> from Brussels, I'm eating custard yet. It probably, it makes sense. <laughs> it Look at me, eat these waffles. <laughs> You're asking me to know facts now. <laughs> it's not fair. Uh, which of the following was never a slogan for Hostess Cupcakes? The captain of them all. You get a big delight in every bite. <laughs> and a squiggle for every smile. Referring to the squiggles on the top in the process. None of these, none of these answers sound family friendly to me. As much as I, I want C to be a real slogan at some point in his lifetime, so I have to go with A. You, you can't be a hostess and a captain at the same time. It's just too much responsibility. <laughs> You would, yeah, you would have to be, you know, going around and mingling at the buffet and also piloting the, the, the ship. That's right. Yeah. You'd be yeah, giving orders and trying to make people feel comfortable. Meanwhile. So it's like, play shuffleboard! <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not relaxing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can see that. So you're going with yeah. A as well? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with A as well. Okay. Oh, we have, we have okay, Chris, we have your Yeah, you have mine. Yeah. Uh, the answer is, in fact, C, a squiggle for every smile. I totally made that shit up. <laughs> uh, you get a big delight in every bite. Was used in, um, I believe, advertisements during the '60s, according to the hostess website. The captain of them all was simply the uh, subtitle of the page about hostess cupcakes. So I guess that counts. Um, they have a little captain character on the on some hostess cupcakes packages. They have that. I guess it's mm. hard to design a hostess character that wouldn't be offensive in some way. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> I'm thinking that you get a squiggle for every smile should be the new slogan for the podcast. Talk <laughs> <laughs> you by hostess. <laughs> <laughs> Happily. <laughs> the only problem with that is how do you recognize a smile on a podcast? 
with no video and no user interface. Yes, how do you recommend the squiggle? Where? Well, <laughs> the squiggle you can make with a noise. Kind of like, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> okay, on, on three. One, two, three. Wow, wow, wow. That's a squiggle. Yeah. So this this can <laughs> so the squiggle requires two people. So really, yeah. we're only getting one smile for every it's, two people. So this can it's... only be the slogan for our dubstep remix. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, Kristen, do you have another question? I do. All right. Um, the Cantonese name Yao Jagwai, and that's highly approximate pronunciation, refers to Chinese fried bread, Yu Tiao, in Mandarin. What does the word literally mean? Is it A, the minister's son, B, the minister's breakfast, C, the minister's evening, D, oil fried devil? I'm going with Yao Tian, breakfast of ministers. I, I am very tempted by fried devils, but I think I'm going to go with minister's son, knowing some ideas of how pastries get named. They're just fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's Minister's Sun, Minister's Breakfast, and Minister's Evening. Yes. Yeah. And Red Hot Burning Devil. Yeah. I'm, just to, to, for coverage sake, I'm going to go with the Minister's Evening, because I feel like Mooncake is in the neighborhood there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. That makes sense. Sure. I'm just going to have to go with the Oil Fried Devil. Because. It, it just links up with the manga question from earlier. Uh, also, you're sitting next to me, and you can see the answers Actually, over my shoulder. The, the microphone's <laughs> in the way. So. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> the answer is D. Uh, according to Wikipedia, according to folklore, eating fry bread. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, those two you things. didn't even consult Wikipedia. <laughs> you, you asked hobos for legends about Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia is our hobo's legend. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, Wikipedia kind of is uh, 21st century folklore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, according to folklore, related to me by Wikipedia. All right. Sorry. <laughs> eating fry bread <laughs> is an act of protest against a Song Dynasty official, Kin Hui, who is said to have orchestrated the plot to frame the general Yue Fei, an icon of patriotism in Chinese culture. It is said that the food, originally in the shape of two human-shaped pieces of dough, but that later evolved into two pieces joined in the middle, represents Kin Hui and his wife, both having had a hand in collaborating with the enemy to bring about the great general's demise. Now, I'm seeing a pattern here with croissants and, and this other dessert with your questions, and I'm just wondering, did they never think to just rebel instead of just fatting themselves up? <laughs> this is this is this is why the whole freedom fries thing does not work, because it, we what we really need to do <laughs> is pretend that we are eating the fries. Fries are not pastries. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's the first problem. But we need to we need to make it clear that we are actually eating the French. So the problem is that for ten years we ate all the freedom. Yeah. <laughs> that's where it went. Oh man. Ah. Laugh till it hurts, folks. Yes. <laughs> Duruk, do you have another question? I do. I happen to know that you do, so. <laughs> I have sources. Which of these is not a traditional ingredient in baklava? Rose water, honey, cloves, or pistachios? 
I'll say cloves. I would also say cloves. I'll go with cloves. I'm stepping out on the limb here and saying rose water. Unfortunately, everyone is wrong. (laughs) 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 Whoops. Rose water is used in Iran, cloves in Armenia, and pistachios are used in the majority of traditional baklava instead of walnuts. Mm. Um, and actually, I had a problem with honey when uh, on a previous podcast when baklava was briefly mentioned. In traditional Turkish baklava, at least, honey is not used. A lot of baklava just use sugar water, actually. Mm. So it doesn't actually preserve that well. <laughs> Yeah, we had some baklava that we were surprised had not preserved very well in the several days that it had been sitting on the credenza. It doesn't. (laughs) Also, don't leave it on top of your refrigerator or the ants will come in and kill you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Personal experience. Okay, quick question. This is going to be highest without going over. In the entire run of the uh, early 2000s cooking show, Baking with Julia, which of course featured um, an advanced in age Julia Child plus uh, bakers from uh, around the country and around the world, uh, how many pounds of butter did they use in the entire run? Tom? Uh, Over what what length of time? Uh, This was uh, a good two, three years. There were, I believe, between 80 and 90 episodes of the show. Okay. And we were measuring this in what? What? What are we measuring it in? Uh, pounds. Pounds? Uh, okay, 90 episodes, uh, 180 pounds of butter. Okay, Brian? <laughs> I'm just going to go with a pound of butter per episode. So 90? Okay. I'm going with 300 pounds of butter. Okay. I'm going to go with 301 pounds of butter. <laughs> with the plus one, Durek takes it. Wow! The correct oh. answer is 573 pounds of butter. Whoa! <laughs> That is, to a, be that, that is a delicious, <laughs> delicious television show. Yeah. <laughs> if you ask me. I was going to ask as a bonus question how many pounds were used in the puff pastry episode alone. <laughs> uh, the episode where they, where they make their own puff pastry. But it turns out only just one. Wow. Mm. Which is odd. Um, it's mostly puff. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So, so uh, while we're doing uh, over or under yeah. stuff, I have a question for that. <laughs> How old is the oldest wedding cake in the world? Like when was the first wedding cake? No. Still surviving. Okay. Damn freezer with damn. You wish it was in a freezer. (laughs) With things, the things on top. I'm gonna I have a picture here for the uh, the audience after we have decided the age. <laughs> if you're not going to tell us anything else, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go 80 years. Okay. Uh, 250 years. <laughs> Kristen doesn't want to think about it, so Brian. I'm done vomiting for the day. <laughs> what, what was the number? 575 pounds of butter? 573 pounds. All right, 573 years. <laughs> Well, Mike is closest without going over. It is 113 years old. <laughs> the ornately decorated confection was made in 1898 during Queen Victoria's reign and is still in one piece despite a large crack in the icing caused by a Second World War bomb blast. <laughs> Once white, it has brown with age. 
despite this, the rich fruit cake inside is said to still be moist. How, yeah, how, how do you... Um, Spectrometers. I, I really don't want to know. All right, all right. Who, who are the people? Who, that was the cake at their wedding. That's not a pastry, they that's a fortification. <laughs> We're back to pastry war. <laughs> Tom, I don't actually know. Do you have another question? Because uh, no. that's a very small piece of paper in front of me. It's very small. No, it's uh, the same question uh, written very badly and then <laughs> better. <Okay. laughs> Did you I ask could... the question badly or better when you asked it? Uh, the oh, earlier version was pastry, pasta, pate, small particles, fine textures. <laughs> Greek words, butter, salt, barley, porridge, cake, sand, embroidery. <laughs> that's not really a question. Yeah. I, don't know, I think we could have handled that. <laughs> That's my shopping list. <laughs> You're picking up Greeks? <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> no. no. I have a Turk. Yeah, I was going to say. What if, what if they had demonic char? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to open it up um, to our audience if anybody has, has brought a question that they'd I... like read on the air. Why are you... What? <laughs> Donuts in Chinese food, breakfast, or no? I'll yes. say no. <laughs> I say yes. I say yes. Yes. <laughs> well, but donuts and Chinese food? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's possible that we will be cutting this part out of the show. <laughs> 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 I do have one question. Yes. Uh, no intelligent native speaker of German tittered, just as no native speaker of German or one who does know this language would titter if someone said Ich bin ein Wiener or Hamburger or Frankfurter. This quote from German. <laughs> I think I might know where you're going with this. <laughs> this quote from uh, German professor Reinhold Amann refers to popular misconception about JFK's speech in Germany during which he said, Ich bin ein Berliner. People who live in Berlin do in fact refer them to themselves as Berliners. They do not refer to the pastry that we in the US and probably other parts of the world refer to as the Berliner. Uh, true or false, the following things can be correctly referred to using the moniker Ber Berliner. Uh, a train which services the Zurich Berlin Osten Bahnhof line in Germany, a newspaper format, which is slightly tall. Wait, how is this true, true or false? Or false? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say true on that one. I'll say true. Yeah. Newspaper format, which is slightly taller and marginally wider than the tabloid compact format and is both narrower and shorter than the broadsheet format. I'll say true. Yeah. Uh, I, I, okay. I won. <laughs> <laughs> A defunct U.S. motorcycle distributor from the 50s through the 80s. Probably. <laughs> uh, and the surname of a German Holocaust denier who rather curiously ran his own pastry shop in Dusseldorf until he passed away in 1997. The shop was called Berliners. False. Um, uh, false. Yes. The moral of this question is that the truth is boring. Uh, <laughs> all right. Now, now I wanna I wanna ask um, 
everybody just freestyle. What is the most awesome dessert you've ever had? The ones with the torch, the torches. Creme brulee? Yes. There's not a torch on the creme brulee. <laughs> there was when I got one. Okay, yeah, that was non-standard. Yeah, got with it. a torch. If they cooked it inside it, then I would guess that you were in prison at the time, but you got it. <laughs> It'd be great if you got a, a flambe uh, dessert that was its own fuel source. Really, not just burning the alcohol, but like some kind of like custard sterno thing. Although, well, there's the avocado, which we've served the other night here. This is an egg custard pudding kind of stuff that's about 18% alcohol by volume. That's actually my answer to the best dessert ever. I was having a hard time coming up with it. <laughs> I, I thought that stuff was so delicious. Oh, wait, did we leave it here? Okay. Oh, so, did, yeah, you should, you should give our listening audience it's a taste. Nice. We'll get this in editing. <laughs> Free with every oh, tote bag. so delicious. <laughs> and boozy. And inappropriate. Okay. So we uh, just wipe it on the microphone? No. <laughs> Tom, I want you to try a little of this. Just a bit. Okay. And just, you know, express yourself. <laughs> there's a face. Yeah, see, there's two stages. I saw the eyebrows go up there. <laughs> and there's two stages where at first you're going... Yeah, wow, I guess this is what an alcoholic um, custard tastes like. And then you go, oh, this is what an alcoholic custard tastes like. I would, uh, I would, I would fight a war over this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I have no, I, I would, I would, I would kill. That's okay. It's okay now. I'm fine with it. I, I would happily, I would happily eat that to um, spite a nationality I despised. That's true. Do we know why it's called the Advocat? No. Did I just eat lawyers? Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> now this is a direction for some propaganda. <laughs> so, so if we want to spite, um, say, Congress people, what's the uh, the pastry that we devise and popularize? I think Kristen's idea is correct. We we have we have cake technology these days. We just imprint whoever we want on the top of the cake. Uh, no, I think that's boring. I think that's boring. I want the shape. I want the shape and something about the texture to really make me think. I don't know why the texture. I'm just. I guess I'm just a very textury. A red cream filling yeah. for the blood of the congressman. Yes. Yes. I, I feel like if we can somehow attach uh, Congress to ice cream cakes. <laughs> Which everyone so hates. they melt under pressure. And... Yeah, not everyone hates ice cream cakes. Well, I grew but... up with ice cream cakes. I um, I didn't know any better. <laughs> I um, I grew up with Congress, and I didn't know. Any better. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I want to thank our, our panelists and our guests. Uh, the show is produced by Kristen McCurdy and myself, um, with assistance from uh, Kalina Wilson, Matthew Schuler, Kim Armstrong. And our fabulous studio audience. Yes. Give it up for them. Yes. Many, many little peaks in the audio. Stick um, <laughs> peaks. Yeah. Oh, and of course we want to. <laughs> we want to thank uh, our listeners for sending questions to questions at thinkagainmyfriend.com via email. Um, send us, if we remember to announce themes in advance of recording, 
uh, on Twitter, then please keep an eye out or, or Facebook. Please keep an eye out. Send us your questions um, with answers and a couple of false answers, you know, the, the whole deal. And if we use your question on the air, we'll, we'll read your name out loud and we'll send you one of our uh, janky ass fake tote bags. <laughs> um, yeah. And thank you as always for listening. And, and um, that's the show. This podcast has 573 pounds of butter in it. <laughs> if only. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to uh, eat a croissant and spite myself now. <laughs> Our theme contains elements from the album, Waves of Energy, by Synthetic Synergy. Our show is copyright 2011. All rights reserved. 